and Sebastian show. Okay, you got to use the microphone. <clears throat> Hello? Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing, testing. And there was five people. Okay. I don't have that in my Bible. As a parent, I'm trying my best to raise my kids and to share the faith with them as I do that. But I don't know if it's working. So this show is a chance for me to sit down, have a one-on-one conversation with one of my kids about the faith. This is Catholicism with my kid. Hello and welcome to our first show where we actually talk about a story. Last time we talked about the Bible in general, but today we're going to talk about a story that you chose. What is it, Sebastian? Samson, my favorite story in the Bible. Why is that your favorite story? I really thought for our first story, we'd start with something from the New Testament, something about Jesus, but you wanted to go with Samson. This is a tricky one. What do you like about it? I like that God gave him cool powers that are really strong. Uh huh. So you just like that he was a strong guy? Yeah. It's kind of a superhero story of sorts. So tell me what you know about the story. Well, he got his powers from Jesus, and if he cut his hair, he would lose his powers, and he did a lot of stuff. So the story of Samson goes from chapter 13 through 16 of the book of Judges. Judges, chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16. Did you read all four of those chapters in your Bible, Sebastian? Uh, or pages? No, I didn't read the whole thing. Okay. So in the future, you're going to have to read the whole story. This is a lot because it's four chapters, so I'll try to go through it with you. Okay, because I think there's a lot that you missed by just kind of skipping around and getting some of the highlights. So first of all, do you know how Samson was born? Uh, he was raised... Well, I guess I don't know how he's raised. Judges chapter 13 talks about a man and his wife who weren't able to have children until an angel appears to the woman and says that she's going to have a child even though she hasn't been able to in the past they don't have any kids she's going to be able to have a child and and i know what happens next oh okay what and the um, husband doesn't believe and the angel um makes him not be able to say anything well i think you're thinking of zachariah and john the baptist Oh. See, that's an interesting thing. There's a lot of stories in the Bible about couples that weren't able to have children, but then God blessed them to have children. Abraham and Sarah were very old and weren't able yeah, to have children. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yep. There's, a, there's a lot of those examples. This one is a little bit different because he says whenever you're going to have this child, there's some something special about him. And so one, Samson's mom isn't supposed to have any strong drink and she's supposed to eat nothing that's unclean. Do you know what that means? That you don't eat something that unclean? Like not water? Well, it doesn't mean to just wash your, your food, but it means there are certain foods that were considered unclean and you weren't supposed to eat them. Like junky foods. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was a little more complicated than that. But the other thing, he says, in your son, no razor shall touch his head. So he's not supposed to get a haircut. Yeah. Right? So we know that. But this is all part of something called the Nazarite Oath. And so the Nazarite Oath was you don't eat unclean foods, you don't touch dead things, you don't cut your hair, 
and you don't have any alcohol. These are kind of the different things that a Nazarite would take as an oath. And so Samson was supposed to take this oath from birth. Well, he didn't because I read that he killed a lion right, and ate a lion. Yeah, so this is where it gets into, he takes this oath, but as long as he is adhering to the oath, as long as he's doing what God asked him to do, he gets special blessings. But there's several parts in the story where he starts to veer away from that. So you mentioned the lion, that's a good one. So first of all, before the lion happens, he finds a girl that he likes that's a Philistine. Yeah, and you're not supposed to marry a Philistine. Yeah. Which he dates that girl. Yeah. Do you know why they weren't supposed to hang out with the Philistines? And why his parents didn't really approve of that relationship? Because, well, I don't know, but I do know what happens after that. Well, because they didn't believe in the same God. They had their own religion. Oh, okay. They weren't very good people. So... His parents were concerned. God is concerned. If you hang out with the wrong crowd, what's going to happen? Well, you might make some bad decisions, right? Get punished. <laughs> and if you make bad decisions, then yeah, you, you need to be punished for that. So he starts hanging out with this Philistine woman against his parents and against God's wishes. Yeah. Right. And then the lion incident comes and he fights this lion with no weapons. He tore the lion in pieces as one tears a kid. Now, not a kid like a, a kid person, but a kid goat. is a baby goat. All right, saying it was easy for him. But then he's coming back and he sees that dead lion there. And there's a swarm of bees. And he's eating and honey. honey. And so he eats honey out of the lion's carcass. Yeah. So now he's... It's one thing to fight an animal. Maybe he had to to protect himself or whatever. But it's another thing for him to then touch the dead animal that he wasn't supposed to be touching. And then he's going to marry this woman, right? Yeah. So the whole wedding party, do you know who they all are? All these guys that he's hanging out with? Yeah, and then he gives a riddle, which then the guys can never guess it. And then they ask his wife. Do you know who the guys were? And then they convince his wife to tell them. Uh But then... The coats that they were supposed to give him, he kills everybody that that guy knows and then gives the coats to him. All right, so let's explain all this. So first of all, all of these men are Philistines. So he's not hanging out with faithful people that love God. He's hanging out with Philistines. And why nobody in his wedding party is a Jew? Well, probably because he doesn't have any friends anymore. He's alienated his friends. He's pushed them away. And now he's hanging out with Philistines. So there's a couple bad things here. One, he's going to get married to somebody who doesn't believe in God. And his parents disapproved of. And now he's hanging out with all these people that don't believe in God. And doesn't seem to really have people around him of faith anymore. Right? He makes that riddle with them, which was, Out of the eater came forth food, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. Referring to the lion. Right. And so they can't get it, but then they convince the woman to find out for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the the wager for the riddle, if they could figure out the riddle, was that he had to give them 30 articles of clothing. And so instead of going out and buying clothes, what did he do? Killed. He killed 30 people. And if you're going to take the clothes off of dead people, what do you have to do? Touch them. Touch dead people. So he's again 
violating his oath. Now, one thing you have to keep in mind is that these societies were very violent, and God was just trying to get them step by step to be more faithful and more loving until Jesus comes down and he really kind of lays down the hammer and says, look, we got to be people of peace. And so the whole Old Testament, they're struggling with this. And there's a lot of very violent societies that God's trying to work through and work with. But just because somebody's in the Bible doesn't mean that they're a good person. And just because Samson was blessed and God created him for a purpose doesn't mean he's always fulfilling that purpose. doesn't mean he's always doing good things, right? Mm -hmm. So when Samson comes back after all of this, his wife isn't there. And instead, they're trying to fix him up with her sister. And he gets upset. Do you know what he does about that? It involves foxes. This is kind of a crazy part of the story. He caught 300 foxes, tied them tail to tail, and then put torches between the tails. And so then the foxes ran loose and started the land on fire, burning down the Philistines' homes. It was like a retaliation. No, I did not know that. (laughs) Kind of a crazy thing. And so then the Philistines are upset, and they come back, and they destroy the family that he loved, like this woman and her family. So then he gets upset and comes back and fights back again. And it's just this back and forth kind of war of I hurt you and you hurt me and I hurt you and you hurt me. And then he breaks the gate off. And remember, remember he's continually violating his oath. So as part of his retaliation, he kills, it says, a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. And then he just drops the jawbone. Kind of like a mic drop. (laughs) But again, he's touching a dead animal, right? By touching that jawbone. So then he eventually, I think it looks like it's about 20 years later, he meets somebody else. What was her name? It was a girl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Samson and... Delilah. Yes. So he meets Delilah. And again, he falls in love with her. She is a Philistine again. Yes. Can I tell the story? Um, so what happens next is uh, the other leaders don't like him being there. So um, they pay her money to figure out a way to cut his hair. Well, they don't know that it's his hair that's giving him his strength. Yeah. But then Delilah tries to figure out what his strength is, how he gets his strength. Yes, and then she finds out that it's his hair, and he lies to Delilah a couple times. Mm-hmm. So the first time, he says, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, so she tells them, and they bind him, but he gets out, right? Yep. He snapped him. Yep. And then she begs him again, and he says, if they bind me tight with new ropes with which no work has been done. This is the second time. Yep. So she tells him. Mm-hmm. And... Delilah took new ropes and bound him that time. And he snaps them off his arms like thread. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, it says, if you weave my seven locks of hair into the web and fasten them with the pin. So they do this, and he escapes the third time. Mm-hmm. And she's getting upset. Now, don't you think if this was happening, if somebody said, how can we restrain you and you tell him the wrong thing and then that thing happens yeah. would, would you start being like I don't know if I can trust you anymore 
Why do you think he was giving in so many times? Uh, because he loved her. Yeah. You know what? It says that Samson loved Delilah, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that Delilah loved Samson. She keeps on trying to hurt him. Now, I don't know if it was for the money or what, but she's not a good person and she's not somebody that he can trust. But for some reason, he keeps going back to her. It's so bad. And I'll tell you the last part. He says, if you take a knife and cut my hair and then she does it and then he loses his powers. Yeah. If he gets a haircut, then he's going to be weak. Yeah. Because again, this is part of that Nazarite oath that he, yeah. he wouldn't cut his hair. Now he's violating this oath, a promise that he made. That's. Do you know what an oath is? Uh, never to break it. Yeah. So if you take an oath in the courtroom, you're sa- you're promising to tell the truth. Take an oath. Officers take an oath. So he gets his haircut and he's weak again. And now that now he's just somebody that they make fun of, right? It says that he played the buffoon before them. And he gets upset, and then what does he do? Praise to God. He turns back to God. So he had been abandoning God, not listening to God, violating God's wishes for him. God isn't distancing himself from Samson, but Samson is distancing himself from God until a point where he's at a a low point, right? Mm -hmm. And he turns back to God and says, can you give me some strength? Yes. And then he tears down the building. Yeah. With all the people in it, including himself. Ow. So, this is kind of a hard story to talk about, but what do you think is the moral of the story? What What can we take away from it? Don't turn your backs to God. Don't give in to, <gasps> to hell. Yeah. So, first of all, listen to your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Samson's parents said, this isn't a good idea, this isn't a good situation, and he should have listened to him. Because sometimes we we base our decisions off of our feelings. Mm-hmm. And we're in a situation, sometimes it, it takes another person to be able to see and say, hey, wait a minute, that's that's a bad situation there. Right? So sometimes a good friend or your parents or an aunt or uncle or a priest might have good advice for you mm-hmm. or teacher. Yep. Right? And we might not be able to see ourselves that something is bad. Somebody's being a bad influence on us. The second thing was he didn't follow the rules, right? There were things that he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it might seem silly to not touch a dead thing or might seem silly to not cut his hair. Actually, it doesn't seem silly that they said not to touch a dead thing because like who would want to touch a dead thing? Yeah. But getting a haircut seems like a good thing, right? Yeah, because then you'll have really long hair. Yeah. But it's what God had asked, right? And that was part of that oath. Well, the other thing was that he was hanging out with people that were a bad influence. These Philistines that he was hanging out with, besides the girls, the guys were also a bad influence on him. And his his life takes this bad turn after he's hanging out with these bad guys. So do you think your friends are a good influence on you? Yep. Yeah? Yep. We need to be a good influence on our friends, but also... We need to have friends that are a good influence on us as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a guy, his name is Jim Rohn, who said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the people that you hang out with have an influence of you, and you become like them. As much as we want to think that we can be a, a good influence on others, 
If we're around people that are a negative influence on us, we tend to take that on. But that also goes to other things, not just people, but movies that we watch, books that we read, the things that we watch and learn from yep. have an influence over us. Yes, I do. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. No. The other thing is that Delilah becomes sort of an idol for Samson. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with idols? Yes, they worship them. They worship idols. Yes. Right. So, like in Moses' time, they they worshipped a, a golden calf that was an idol, and that can be things that we put anything that we put above God. So it could be people. If we love people more than God, they become idols. It can be money. Some people love money more than God, or power, or a career, or a home. Anything that you love more than God becomes an idol. So we have to be really careful that God is always the most important thing. That we love God more than anything else, more than anybody else. Of course, we want to love all the people that God created. Of course, we want to love our family and our friends. And hopefully you love your parents, right? Yes. But we have to love God above all of those things. And when Samson is putting other people before God, it becomes a problem. So what's your takeaway from all this? Samson turned away from God. And what happened? And he lost his powers. He started making bad decisions. Yep. And it not only hurt the people around him, but it hurt him as well, right? Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Catholicism with my kid. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sebastian. Don't forget to read your Bibles. Bye, guys.